Hello, welcome to the Taylor Remy Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Taylor. And today we're going to be interviewing a person who's a self-employed entrepreneur. Give it up for Rylan Byers. Raylan Byers. I'm sorry. Like, That's okay. Yeah, Raylan Byers. It is very nice to have you on the Taylor Remy Podcast. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing pretty decent. I can't complain. Um, so, like, you know, tell me a bit more about yourself. So, I uh, currently, I, I do dabble in a couple uh, businesses. I do some marketing uh, for small businesses, uh, creation or business creation, consulting, uh, a multitude of diverse uh, services I, I provide for them. Uh, but my love and my passion is is recovery housing at the moment. Um, get real estate, whether that be acquiring a property and, and flipping it to uh, conditions where someone can live there. And uh, our specific population that we like to help is uh, is ones in recovery. Since I'm a recovery myself, um, I tend to gravitate towards people who need second chances. And uh, and that's where my heart lies is, is getting um, people into a home, you know, and I, it's been my experience. If I can get a, an individual into a nice home, um, everything is, is good from there, or at least on it, on the right path. So that's where my, that's where my passion lies is giving hmm. people second chances. So, all right. All right. That's great to hear. That sounds yeah. very, that sounds very wholesome too. So like, you know, <laughs> what made you want to like, you know, help people out and give them second chances? Oh man. So that, that, that idea came into fruition after 39 years of experience on the planet. Uh, but prior to that, you know, I was raised in a very, uh, lack lifestyle where I was always in the survival uh, mode. I didn't really have much guidance growing up. I lived in the fit. Resources were ex- extremely scarce. Um, you know, everything from domestic violence to um, it just was not, it's not the living conditions you really want any child to live in. And, uh, and I just knew that there was a better way. I always had this deep calling, even from a young age, that um, I was going to do something different. And I didn't know what it was, didn't have any understanding. And um, it just came in to when I was 20 years old, I said, what's the hardest thing on the planet? <laughs> and it was the Marine Corps <laughs> at that time, you know, and I joined and and it was there that I got the understanding and the discipline that um, everything is possible, not anything is impossible. So um, with that particular lesson, it just um, led me down a road of helping people overcome any obstacle, um, even changing the way that they perceive things. Um, and it just grew from after I got my d- degree in accounting, I just uh, fell in love with small businesses and, and not only the businesses, but the people behind them. The people who just wanted to provide a, a value-added service and help the world out and provide a business. And uh, that's where it, it just came from there. Just wanting to to help small business owners know that anything's possible. So, mm. well, uh, yeah. that sounds that sounds really good, and I'm not gonna lie. You see the uh, and the problem I like, you know, I think the problem we face today is like, you know, most people say everything is impossible, but like, you know, you're you're, you're saying like, you know, anything is possible because you got yeah. the discipline, and like, you know, you were in the uh, Marine Corps too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like um, because life is soft, like you know, people are like have the luxury to say like you know it's impossible. I don't want to do it. I can't do it, etc. And um, yeah, I've, I've really been trying. I've really been trying to like you know tell myself that anything is possible because I know anything is possible. But it's like it just depends. It pretty much just depends on your mentality when it comes to certain things too. Yeah, and it, and if you think about that, like where where are we conditioned to get those ideas? I mean, like for me. My parents didn't tell me anything was possible. I was told that we didn't have the money for college. I was told that, you know, we couldn't afford clothes. So my mom had to make them um, and that there was no other way. I mean, I didn't get taught that you should leave here and the, the world is open to you and, and there's so many opportunities. I wasn't told any of that. So um, when I did get that first little seed of knowledge that there was something else, I had no other choice than to err on the side of caution and believe that if that, that one thing is not what I believed growing up, then there had to have been a world full of things that I didn't know. So I was, I literally set out on an adventure to know everything about everything. <laughs> so, so, and this is a really good topic because you're going to see how this kind of comes into our topic of discussion today. It's going to work its way in. And, and so I think it's kind of going to go hand in hand. So, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be good. Yeah, no, this is going to be great. But like, you know, uh, you were saying though. Oh, just, I just, um, so how, 
you know, when I realized that that one thing was out there that, that wasn't, you know, what I had been taught, you know, there was just this fire in me. I said, I will know everything about everything or at least have the understanding or a way to find out what I want to know. And, you know, I'm literally obsessive over not just knowing surface level information. I literally have to dive deep into everything. And that's, that's a blessing and a curse. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's one of those things where it's, it's self-control now because I automatically want to know everything about everything. So now it's just a matter of being efficient and, and having enough knowledge and understanding to be confident that I can pass on information or teach my clients or, um, you know, and be a good role model for kids because I don't, it's just one of those things where you have to pass on, um, the appropriate structure for knowing everything about everything or it cannot it's completely unproductive so hope that makes sense yeah no i, I can't yeah. I, can't, <laughs> I see where you're coming i kind of yeah. see where you're coming from there and it's like um yeah you're right i'm not gonna lie uh, it's kind of the same with me like because i have to just i can't know anything surface level i have to know the full truth yeah like, you know, yeah. especially when especially when someone tells me i have something to tell you but then they don't end up telling me like mm-hmm. i'm like mm-hmm. Why did you end up telling me this? Bro, I like I badger them until they tell me. I'm like, bro, tell me, tell me, tell me. I'm like, then you know, if they don't I mean, sometimes I do give up if they're really tough, but it's like for the most part, I badger them. I badger people until they t- actually tell me what they were gonna tell me because it's like, you're you're giving in. See that and that and this is where I think this is a great conversation on to the side. Like I think with people and personalities that do that to other individuals, it's a power thing. It's not like they're gonna it really has nothing to do with the topic that they're going to tell you. It's that they're getting the reaction out of you. That's giving them energy or, you know, and you're feeding back into them. And that's what they want. Like, that's what's happening. And it's, it's not a bad thing. It's not a, um, anything malicious or hurtful, you know, it's just, it's a, everything's energy. So if they say that they got something that you want and they're not going to give it to you, well, what, what do we naturally do? Well, yeah, we, we go get it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> So that's that, what's happening. I mean, I only do that when I only do that when it's like a when it's something important. Like if it's something stupid, I'm like, all right, you know. I say like, mm-hmm. I was like, are you gonna tell me? They're like, no. I'm like, all right, fine. Mm-hmm. I, just, I, just, I just lay back down on my bed. I'm like, <laughs> that's if, the universe playing with your uh, with your energy, just having some fun. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So like you know, yeah. So um, my next question to you is like you know before you um, yeah before you decide to like you know do what you're doing right now, has there like been at a point has there been a point in your life where you saw yourself like you imagine yourself doing anything else from like when you were a kid to a teenager this is a great question this is a fantastic question and and you're probably gonna I'm gonna give you more than what you're gonna bargain for (laughs) (laughs) and because I get this question asked a lot um and and that's it's it's a good thing but it's also a bad thing because I actually have something called amphantasia um it is a direct result of my brain not being able to develop as a child because I did not have my parents encourage imaginary play uh, or like any type of um, positive interactions with the world while I'm in, you know, an adolescent. Because we're we're literally, I think, in theta ways when we're growing up, you know, when we're we're literally in like a euphoric state as a child. So that's why we, we imaginary play. We talk to our imaginary friends. We, you know, whatever it is. Well, in my household, literally until I was the age of 14, it was nothing but stress, 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 nothing good, you know, nothing normal. So I have what they call amphantasia. I do not dream. I cannot visualize. um, I can't get beyond that point. So when people ask me, you know, did I, did I see myself doing anything? Can I imagine? I do not have the luxury of being able to do what like Warren Buffett does or any of the uh, amazing people on the planet. And that's visualize their future. So for me, I live in the past daily. So I have to be extremely intentional about where my thoughts are. So that question literally can't apply to me. (laughs) So I can only talk about it from the standpoint of, uh, you know, like the subjective and objective of, what would you be doing other than this now? Or did you ever think about doing something else? You know, I can think about it, but as far as like imagining it, it just isn't possible for me. I'm not sure if that's the way that you were going with that question, because it could have been taken both ways, but, um, but yeah, so it's always been, I am living in the here now and I make choices off of, you know, what information I have. 
it's it's All very right. it's kind of hard but i mean it's a very it's, i mean it's a very interesting response like you know i like mm-hmm. that. i've never really heard anything like it i have been told many times that i'm quite different <laughs> so I, and i understand that i you know i was not a lot or i guess let me tell you i probably get that a lot because not a lot of people is outspoken about current circumstances like i am i'm very transparent um about what's real for me and my reality and and hoping that it just helps someone you know and whatever magnitude that may be so hmm. i i get it i get it yeah I yeah I'll, I'll be honest like you know uh, like how transparent like are you absolutely 100 percent. like completely true absolutely like, completely truthful completely truthful 100 percent transparent and probably the highest level of integrity and that came with my recovery i'm a re um, recovered from meth and heroin and ah. luckily by the grace of I was, I was able to kick my addiction, uh, but it did not come without consequences and sacrifices of, of a lot of different like mental, uh, mental health things. And, you know, just a different way of life that I have to be aware of. Mm-hmm. And, but one of the things that came back to me after my addiction was the level of integrity that I was required or expected to have when I was in the military. Um, some would say I probably took it to a whole new level. Um, it, so I'm known as the person that if you better not ask the question to if you don't want to know the answer. Um, so yeah, one hundred percent transparent. I, mm. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice, yeah. I'm, I'm, nice. I'm, I'll be honest. I've been trying to like tell. The, I've been trying to like be one hundred percent transparent. Like as of late, now I can say that I'm at least ninety percent. I like not probably eighty five percent or to ninety percent transparent because it's like I don't know. I, I I'll be honest. I don't really. I don't really want to lie. I don't really want to lie anymore. Cause it's like, I mean, I'm not a psychopathical liar, but it's like, I, I just lie about certain things. And it's like, even if it's little, I just don't want to lie anymore. I try to be completely honest with the people I'm talking to. That's fantastic that you say that. And I, but I'll tell you what, don't be so, like, people used to tell me, don't be so hard on yourself when I was at that stage that you're at. But it's one of those things where I don't think if we're one, if we're hard on ourselves, we'll never evolve to where we want to be. But number two, when it's a survival tactic, so it's a coping skill. You know, if we if we feel it's not really lying, like we're not deliberately waking up and saying, I'm going to hurt this person and lie to them today, regardless if the intent is malicious or not, it, you know, withholding information can be lying or giving the wrong information. So with that being said, like even however it's taken in lying, what, what I mean by transparency, too, is I have the ability to also just tell people simply that I don't. I don't feel like I need to give them an answer or I don't want to give them an answer. And so that's what I've been trying to practice is, you know, if I feel that the answer is either one irrelevant or it goes against my morals and ethics or two, it's just not, it's just not needed or it comes down to what my wants and needs are. So if I don't want to give you an answer, I don't have to, you know, I come first, but I definitely will take into the situation and how my person will feel if I don't give them an answer, but it's secondary. Does that make sense? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and so I, I guess it, I come from a selfish perspective. I just, that's why I do not lie. Um, but I also yeah. reserve the right to not have to answer the question. You know? Oh, so, yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. That's true. And I respectfully decline. And, and that's, that's what, what I do. So, okay. Then like, you know, you just have people come up with their own, like pretty much their own narratives. They're going to do their own narratives anyway, regardless if you tell them the answer. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's true. Like, that's yeah. true. They're going to, I've been doing this long enough to know that they're going to come up with it anyway. You're just, you're just giving them another option to choose from, you know? Mm. That's a that's a good point. That's a good point, and you're yeah. you're right. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not I'm not gonna lie. It's like I really tried not to start like because like I, like I've really just like told myself I was I was gonna try to like be 100 honest because like um like for the past couple of like for the past couple of months I've been I've been praying I've been praying every single night I've been reading the Bible and it's like it's like ever since then huh good for you that's good. I, mean, yeah, I, I appreciate your honesty with that and your your transparency about that. I think for me, it was really hard to even say those words for a really long time. So yeah, I mean, I mean, like, yeah, thanks, because it's like I don't know. It's like ever since, um, I don't know. It's like it's ever since I've really discovered, like, I've just been discovering like certain things. I've been discovering like you know how, you know, it's like the media, the media, like you know about like you know how the media just lies, or like how pretty much everyone lies, and it's like. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know it's like how there's like evil people out there and i'm like you know 
I've always, I mean, not, don't get me wrong. I've always believed in God. I've, I've just never really, I've never really taken it as seriously as I, as I should have. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I've, I've always believed that there was a higher power out there because like, you know, I went to church, I went to church as a kid. I didn't go so much where like I resented, I resented and became an atheist. I wouldn't like, I went enough where it's like, I was like, okay, you know, I believe in God. Like the reason why I do believe in God is because like, you know, uh, from an early age, I would pray, I would pray and ask for things. And in return, I'd say I would do, I would do something if I got that thing in like bargaining, bargaining. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it came true. Yep. Bargaining. I, yeah. Pretty much. Whether if it was exercise or pushups, I said, you know, I'll do this if I get this. And you know, it didn't, it didn't come, it didn't like come immediately. It came maybe either like one or two days later, then, you know, it's like, I would just do the thing that I said I was going to do, even though I didn't want to. Uh-huh. Like that's the re that's, I, I mean, that's one of, that's really the main reason why I believe that there's that I believe in God. Cause it's like, I just got things in return every time I asked for it. And, and that's really awesome that you, that you are have enough courage to come out and say that. I think, for me, like I was the one person that was in church that was afraid to raise their hands up because like I was going to be one of those holy rollers and I was going to be judged for it when everybody else around me had their hands up, but I was the only one. Mm. So my perception of, of how I wanted to be in my beliefs, it didn't see the under or like the physical, the humanism here. Mine stemmed from the fact that I didn't know 100% about everything. So because of that one little minute part that I didn't understand, I was not willing to have any face in any of it. Okay. And, and I, I have more stories and more witness, um, things that I, more than anybody, obviously, but it's one of those things where I had all this evidence, all this understanding, all of this stuff happened and I still had doubt, you know? Mm. And, uh, and it's one of those things, there's a fine line between believing and not believing. So either, you know, you can have doubt all you want, but there's just sometimes you just have to give it up and, and just say, I believe it. And, and that getting rid of the doubt is the hardest thing that was hard for me. Like I just, yeah, and it, don't get I me do it. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I would get, okay. I get why I get why like certain people like doubt it and like, don't believe it because it's like, you know. It's omnipresent. It's omnipresent. The human minds are not meant to believe in anything that's an omnipresent force that's supposed to govern our lives. I mean, that's huge. (laughs) Like we're literally believing in nothing to to tell us how to be. Like we're not programmed to do that. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not gonna lie. Like, yeah. Once again, it's like I said. I've always, I've always believed that there was a hot, that there was a like something more greater than me out there. Like, and I I always, I believe that I believe in demons. (laughs) Shoot. I I, th- I think I'm seeing. I really think I'm seeing like you know demons like demons everywhere now. It's like whether if it's on the me- in the media, like you know whether if they're pu- like trying to p- constantly push it on people. Like, oh I, yeah, absolutely. It, you see, you see it too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and and I think that for me, it, you know, just think about it. It's not socially acceptable to walk around and says, you know, to see a a news anchor on the TV in which you have the deep conviction that you know that that's a that's evil there mm. it's not like we can just go around and say that hey go look at that demon on tv i can't believe this is what the world's coming to it's it's just not socially acceptable to do that and so by that nature alone that we can't um express openly and comfortably without fear of judgment that we keep it to ourselves you know and then that automatically classically conditions us to not uh even believe it or maybe we are wrong you know maybe that's not real maybe evil doesn't exist you know so the humanism makes us think all different things and uh no i get where you're coming from we could literally have a whole nother podcast on this and it would be probably pretty awesome just because i think (laughs) i've been just down my spiritual journey for so long and had so much happen um i'm at the point in my life that my convictions are so deep and so painful um, that I almost have to start talking about them, um, because it, I'm segregating myself from the world because of them, you know? So yeah, we definitely should have another conversation about that. Oh yeah. No, that would be a fun conversation <laughs> about that. Absolutely. But, uh, so. yeah, like, you know, this also, le- this also kind of leads to our topic because like, you know, because of, um, well, because of a couple of people really just strengthened my belief in just in God, like even more, it's like, mm-hmm. I believed in them before, but it's like, I just, now that I like, it's like I've just been I've just been like seeing I've just been seeing a lot of things. I've been watching a lot of people. 
like different different people and like I'm seeing their perspectives and I'm like, bro, this is cra- this is crazy. And, like they're yep. also and like there are people who like you know also are the reason why like I I'm starting to read the Bible. I, I'm I'm start I'm reading it every Wednesday. I'm actually gonna read it today, like somewhere tonight. You know, someone told me the best piece of advice. You know, if you we look at organized religion as a way like going to church every Sunday, you know, Mm. Um, a lot of people think that those and this is more of an opinion, those cult like activities of gathering once a week. And, you know, and and you're only a Christian if you go to Sunday or whatever, you know, those are the, the things that's out there. And so I think it's great that you're reading every Wednesday because it does give structure. But and I was the same way, you know, I was reading on Monday, reading on Thursday. But then somebody looked at me, she said, what do you do on Tuesday and Wednesday or Thursday that you're not reading the Bible? Where do you look for answers? Hmm. And I'm like, well, that's a good point because, you know, we make decisions, hard decisions, easy decisions, whatever, based on us, our knowledge, our brains. Right. So somebody told me if you're ever faced with any question, whether it be, should I go out with somebody? Should I, um, maybe you had a dream and you're thinking about pursuing something. She said, just go read your word, whatever you're on, go read your word get in the Bible, just read whatever and, and apply it. You know, it, it may fit, it may not fit, um, but it will eventually. So she told me just read every single day. Mm. Don't, don't segregate your days. Don't, don't pick days because again, what are we trying to do? If we pick days, we're controlling it. So Mm. just read every day, whether that be in the morning or at night, or even take five minutes during your lunch and, and just read, you know, um, It'll, it'll fall into place. Mm. You'll get it. So, but that's, that's where we start is, you know, the, the organized and we, we control our own narrative and we read every Wednesday or go to church every Sunday. And, and it doesn't have to be like that. You know, you can really look for answers every single day. So, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I definitely get what you're saying. And it's like, <clears throat> I'll be honest. I think I, I think I only chose Wednesdays because it's like, you know, I grew up not liking, not liking reading. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I didn't like reading. Yeah. And it's like, you know, to an extent, I mean, I don't, okay. I don't hate reading. I know, I know, like, you know, I know, and I know how to read. <laughs> it's just that, I don't know. I just always thought it was, I just always thought it was boring. Oh, it, right. If that's what I was about to say, it's a boring task for, you know, we're taught that it's boring from a young age. I mean, I got, I got a pre k that loves reading, but then my two boys who used to love reading in middle school, now they're in high school and they just don't want to read. They think it's boring because, because now we're amped up to the different level of activity daily and we got to get that, you know, that's our baseline now. So sitting down and opening a book uh, and connecting with even the subconscious in any way is not something that us as a society is doing, period. That that's true. Uh, yep. I'll try. I'll try and read. I'll try. I'll try and read every single day. Like even if it's just one page. Yeah, even if it's one page, and you know what, and it doesn't even have to be in order. Which I know that that reading the Bible can be very daunting. Um, and luckily, I have a group of people who can. We break it down. Like we'll do Hebrews one month, and then we'll do another one the second month. But um, but yeah, just you know, just take even if it's two minutes. You know, take two minutes, just read through it, and uh, that'll spark something. It'll become a habit. Yeah, and you'll like, you'll create new ways, and you'll grow in it, and it'll fit. Yeah, I'll be I'll be honest. I've also been like you know wanting to get um. I saw this one video, and I I think it had like a, I think it had scriptures that was like taken out of the Bible, and it's like I want to. I also want to read the, those because it's like it just it just really interests me. I forgot the I forgot what video I watched, but it's like I watched it probably a couple weeks ago, and it just really interests me because it's like there were certain scriptures that uh were not in the re- in the real bible I, i'm still yeah. re- oh what were we saying oh no i i agree with you i think that this is great because you're getting kind of those little seeds like I, that's how i started with the with the awesome scriptures that really he- hit you deeply you know and you want to you want more um but then you start digging deeper and you're like well where am i going with this so but you just keep going you know he'll lead you where he wants you <laughs> so he's, he's already got the plan so you ain't got to control it it's already happening yeah <laughs> Uh, but, um, yeah, I'm not gonna, yeah, like, this is, this is, like, you know, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna eventually probably see if I can get those, get those books or not, but, yeah, the, like, if I was gonna read anything, I'd want to read that, like, I really, I really don't know what else I would, I would read, is what I'm trying to say. So, you know, the Bible is very, gosh, it's been interpreted so many times, it's, uh, to be honest with you, it's hard for me 
to believe the interpretation. I don't have any basis for that. This is humanism sticking its nose in my way saying, you know, it's been interpreted so many times. What, how do you know it's real? You know, I, I'm the one who will read the Bible and then go back to the original uh, version that I can't understand. I can barely even pronounce the words, but I just have to know it, you know? Yeah. And uh, I was the one who pulled the the lost books of the Bible. I was reading uh, things that, um, that were taken out and I just couldn't wrap my head around. Why would they take these out? You know? And, and that hung me up for a really long time. <laughs> I'm like, why would they take these books out of the Bible if it's, you know? Um, and so if we look, if we look hard enough, we're always going to find something to counter, counteract what we are faced with. So sometimes you just have to just keep understanding and keep reading and it'll all make sense is when you go down your journey. Yeah. Like it, yeah, it would definitely make, it would definitely make sense. And it's like, uh, yeah, you just got to go with the flow. You do. And you know, and you're going to find that once you just let go of it, (laughs) then you're going to be like, why did I care about that so much? Because there's, you're not going to find an answer. There's no answer. We don't know. (laughs) We don't know anything. We're just here, you know, having a human experience, (laughs) you know, that's it. It's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. You're, we're always going to have a human experience. A human experience. Yep. And also, yeah, the oh, the, re- the main reason why I would want to read those certain Bibles is because, like, I've been, I've just been for the past couple of months, I've just been looking for truth because I feel like I don't know. I just feel like for my entire life, like certain things I th- certain things that I thought I knew were a bunch of lies. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yeah, like- and you know, but we can't dwell on that. I dwelled on that for so long, and uh, you know, I kind of changed my perception from that particular statement to everything that I knew was a lie. And I changed that to finding out what the truth is and not really focused on what I didn't know. And so it helped me from changing the perception from taking past things that I knew were untrue and trying to figure out the truth in them. And I let them go. And I just started looking for new truths. Mm. Um, That way I'm not living in the past every single day and wondering why. So it kind of just took out the negative connotation to it um, and the, the negative feelings. Like, I mean, it's natural. If, if someone tells us something and it's not the truth, our reaction as a human is to have negative feelings attached to it, which in turn brings our energy down. And it, it subconsciously or not, you don't know that it's happening, but it's happening. And um, so if you just take that out and look for what is the truth based on current circumstances or future circumstances, then it really opens up a different level of understanding. Mm, that's true. That's true. And it's like, that's all, all you can really do is just like, you know, not dwell on the past and just like, uh, you know, try and find the truth and move on. And mm-hmm. like, I've also, I've also been like, you know, telling myself that too, because it's like before, like, I remember like before uh, I would also, I would, I would always dwell on the past because it's like, I would always dwell on like, you know, what I did wrong and what I could have done. Right. And you and you and every other person on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> so. No, to an extent I do, but it's like, it, it's not really as bad. It's not really as bad as it used to be. Right. You know, it's like, cause I'm like, you know, I'm just going to let this go. It's like, um, there was this, uh, there was this art, there was this artist, uh, who died, who died at uh, 21. He said in one of his songs, like, don't look back. It ain't the past no more. And, you know, I've, o- I've always just had that in my head. Cause it's like, that's true. It's, it, it's so past. true. Yeah. It, it, it's literally so complex that it's 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 almost too simple I mean, it's just it's ridiculously simple but it's the hardest thing that we can do because do you are you familiar with joe dispenza no oh my gosh i you have got to write this down grab your pen okay hold on <laughs> I, I gotta grab okay. it this okay. is going to revolutionize your way of thinking and understanding and it's going to bring in the physiological part of how we are made as humans and how to how to use that to your advantage to easy to make it more easy or you know make it I guess pave the way where you can understand how to use that to your advantage on getting the understanding you want. Wait, what what was it? Joe Dispenza? Joe Dispenza. Dr. Joe Dispenza. Oh, Zah. Yep, yeah, let me uh D-I-S-P D-I-S-P-E-N-Z-A. Okay, D-I-S-P-E-N. Z A, Z A. Okay. Yep. He has. He's literally the only one who has really revolutionized the ability to have to bring to the forefront 
to us a easy way to understand why we are the way we are and how to use that in order to get your understanding. What I mean by that is this. So, you know, during the day we have at least a million different thoughts that cross our mind. Those same thoughts are the same. All of those are memories that happened from yesterday and the day before and the day before. Well, if you wake up thinking about the same thing every single day, you're literally living in the past every single day. So your future is, is the past every day. So he teaches you your physical ability on how to kind of change the thought process and how to recognize that you're doing that and how to counteract it. So you're not living in the past in your future. Mm. Um, and he really breaks it down. I mean, he has series on it. Um, you just have to really look at it and, and it may not resonate with you. It may not be something that really, you know, applies to you, but I encourage you just to go check him out. Uh, especially if you're kind of in your early, um, maybe if you're like in your early development of your, you know, spiritual connection, it can really help you um, just figure out how to, how to use the human body and the brain and its abilities to, to gather oh. that. So. Would he also tell me why I'm, ha- why I have weird dreams at times? Cause I'm not gonna lie. Some of, some of them, they seem more like visions than dreams. Okay. So yes, he's going to help you understand that because one of the things that he has helped me do and and he's changed my life has helped me you know like i said before i have amphantasia i don't dream so connecting with my subconscious um has not been like something that it comes to me like i don't think that that's even possible so he's helped me learn how to tap into my subconscious through meditation whether it be dreams or whatever you know you know, yeah, because, um, like, I would, yeah, because, like, you know, it's, like, I just, I would like to, like, I would like to know how to tap into, like, my subconscious and just, like, yes. like see, like, just see, like, whether if it's a, vi- whether if it's a vision predicting the future, because, like, I'm not gonna lie, sometimes I really do feel like I predict the future, but, like, in, like, when it, when it comes to my dreams, I really want to know how to tap into my, like, um, uh, my, my mental, you know? Oh, my gosh, you are going, you know what, give yourself a week watching him and, just let it have, just watch his video, see how it applies. You're going to want to have a notebook. Okay. You're, you're going to thank me. You know, you <laughs> you're know, going to thank yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's ironic because I actually got a notebook right here. Yeah. He's at, every single day I start my day with some sort of, whether it be self-improvement, self-help, um, something, some, something motivational. That way I can rewire my thoughts daily to something different than my trauma, my past, my experience from yesterday, my emotions, everything. And um, he really has helped me understand, you know, because I have to know everything about everything and how things work, um, has helped me be able to use my body and my knowledge of my subconscious and how to use it. Um, I'm I'm not an expert yet in the meditation practice. I still can't connect. Honestly, as deeply as I'd like to. Yeah, um, me neither. I don't. I don't really know how to connect in meditation either. But you will, because I've been practicing for almost two years, and I'm just now getting to the point where um, I can disconnect from the physical world, um, and I can't get too far deep in it. Um, like I said, I don't dream and I can't visualize. It's, but what I am starting to be able to do is get myself deep enough to where I can see colors and I can see. Um, images like very vague images for just a brief second because again like my my body and my brain is wired to to be in survival so like I'm not allowed to to get deeper by nature because that's not a place where my body's normally supposed to go right so right I just keep doing it and and somebody has told me one time he's like I go to the gym regularly and he's like you go to the gym when you come home you look the same right you go to the gym, you come home, you look the same. <laughs> but right. then over the course of six months, you see the before and after pictures and you start to see pro- progression, right? Right. So I started applying that because that's the only thing I felt like I had right in my life was going to the gym. Like everything else was going to heck in a handbasket. But the one thing I could do was go to the gym regularly and have enough discipline to do it. So I just took that practice and I just applied it to my meditation. And my meditation is at night. So I will disconnect about an hour before and it usually takes me to sleep. 
but I will put on some sort of, whether it be binaural beats with subliminal messages or an active um, meditation practice that is uh, like an audio where I walk myself through it or he, or someone walks me through it. Um, and I stick with that same meditation for 30 days and it gets boring. I ain't going to lie. Um, but it has helped me be able to um, change habits that I didn't even know that were um, and uh, it's one of those things where I, I can feel my subconscious being rewired and I, and I give all the credit to my, you know, just being able to have the resources and know where to find them to be able to do that. It's literally a super, super natural experience. Um, and I, this is going to change you. It's going to be great. Mm. This is going to be good. And this yeah. is going to get you started. So like, once you find Joe Dispenza, you're going to find a lot of other ones who are, who are going to give you, you know, ideas and practices from different ways of doing things. And you're going to find one that really sets well with you. So, mm -hmm. all right. Yeah. Th thank you. I appreciate it. And also, I'm excited for you. This is great. Like, yeah. <laughs> and another thing too, I'm not going to, there was just one night where, I don't know, I was just sleeping with my hands on my head and it's like, for some reason, like in the back of my head, like, and I was just like, you know how you, uh, just relax, relax. Like when you're on the beach and you relax with two, your hands in the back of your head like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I was one night I was sleeping like that and just, I don't know why it's like, for some reason, my hands felt like they were stuck to my head. Mm. It's like <laughs> Sleep paralysis. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. So are you familiar with, um, yeah, I'm not, the different brain waves? Uh, no. Okay. So that is the number one thing that educate yourself on is the different brain waves in which our bodies go into for sleep, flow state, when you're like focusing on a really hard task, uh, maybe you're just relaxing and you're doing some light work. If you just get that basic understanding of how your brain wave works and why you feel certain ways, um, when you're working really hard on something or, and you know, what brain waves put you into sleep and meditation, um, you literally can, can trick your brain and put your brain into whatever state you want, if you know how to do it. Mm. So right. like for yeah. me, yeah, it's, it's great. So like when I have a really hard day and I know that I need to focus cause I have ADHD, like you wouldn't believe I've, it's just been something that I have 10 million thoughts in one second and mm. I can't focus. But now that I understand how my brain works, um, I can prepare it. So I wake up putting on, whether it be binaural beats or some sort of, um, activity that gets me into that particular state and I, I go with it and I have the most productive days unmedicated and uh yeah it's, it's almost it, it's too good to be true but if you just practice it it, it happens it's yeah amazing. I, I've had ADHD I I have ADHD too and it's like I, I I'll be honest I stopped taking mine in 11th grade because for some reason it didn't seem to work anymore didn't work anymore yep after about six months you become almost uh it's not really even dependent on it. It's like your brain conforms to it because it, your brain is an amazing thing that rewires it. If 15 minutes, you're thinking about doing a new task, whether you're thinking about doing it or you're actually doing it, the same paths are created. So when you ask me about the, like the visualizer, like, could you ever see yourself doing something else? I wish that that was available to me because um, that's how people connect those new brain you know, the synopsis and all that stuff. And it's much easier if you have that ability. And I have a feeling you do since you dream so vividly and it's so, you know, inside your subconscious, you just don't know what to do with it. Um, yeah. You're going to find a whole new world open up for you. Um, yeah. Also. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I had a, I had a dream like a couple weeks, another dream a couple weeks ago. It was, I don't know. It's like, I don't, I don't really know if it's going to come true or not, but I, I just had to like write it down in like my, in my notes, it, it was pretty much, okay, so I was a kid in a school, and every time when I tried to interact with, um, with one of the students, or just at least talk to them, like, the teacher would always just, like, come in and block, and block us, and it's like, like, but it, it was pretty much like, I feel like it was pretty much like a, like a regular nine-to-five job, it's like, pretty much like, we should, we shouldn't talk to each other, we should just do this work, and then, like, you know, we we only talk to each other when we have to, like pre, we only talk to each other when we have to, and like you know when uh ah it's just so it's just weird. Um, am I making any sense? Yeah, I, I know. See it. 
I have the same experience as you do with just not being able to form words around the, um, the actual situation. And this is the reason why it's because the situation is literally not in a, a way that we can use words to express it because literally your subconscious is your own language. And so when we try to, you know, put that into fruition out of our mouths into words, you just can't, it, it's literally, it's just impossible. Um, you can only really objectify and subjectify it by like describing the situation and how you felt and like what happened. And so okay. because, because of that is such open for interpretation, we feel like it's not accurately being described. And so it's, it, hang, it hangs us up because it's like, well, I don't know how to explain it. So. Okay. Okay. So I think this, this is pretty much how I interpret it, interpreted it. Um, okay. I said because I because I interpreted it, because I interpreted it as a vision, I pretty much said this in the next coming years, the teacher like you know pretty much the, our school system is going to try and um, you know, disconnect us because like they want to like try and divide us and disconnect us as one because they don't want us to build bonds or like build connections build connections in schools anymore. That's how I interpreted that. Dream. Oh, that's already happening. That is absolutely already happening. That that is a real world thing right now. And I think that if you're having those types of um, feelings or interpretations of those, you know, those visions in your subconscious, you have something in your being, whether that be subconscious or a situation in your life, or or you may not even know it exists, but um, something in there is telling you about this connection and it's preparing you for something you know mm. and that's what our subconscious does is you know all these files and memories in our brain is is there to either be used as a guiding tool and a learning tool for us to make decisions or they're used as a coping skill and a uh, defense mechanism so yeah me. for, some, for somebody like me that has been lived in survival mode my entire Every single memory and every single thing that's supposed to be good in my brain is used for the opposite. It's a defense mechanism. So for me, I'm paralyzed with fear daily of success, not failure, but success. And that's just because my brain is wired to have everything be on the defensive and to stop me from doing anything because everything is bad. Mm. So um, I think for, so for me, um, and I'm just giving you kind of tools that you can research to see if it fits. But I am actually seeing a quantum healing specialist. Um, now, I want to throw something in here real quick because it's on my heart to say this. When we talk about the spiritual connections or like, uh, you know, your visions and things like that, there's literally a fine line between that world of spirituality and, you know, like your chakras aligning and blockages and and the gray area to Christianity. A lot of Christians that I have come in contact with have said that that is bad. It's evil. It, it takes us away from God. It takes us away from what he's saying and what he believes. To have visions? <clears throat> yeah. So, or to use those visions um, and base that on your life. Because basically now you're using your human visions to make decisions about life instead of looking at God's word for the decisions of your life. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I, I, that makes sense. And I, so, think I've heard, I think I've heard of, uh, like, you know, people saying that before, too. I think I've heard of that. And so, and I have to be, I'm always the one to be, the way that I feel my opinions are mine, and, and I live my life by that, obviously. But I take into consideration everything that's on the table. I honestly believe that God uses everything for good, period. Even if it's bad, he uses it for good. So if, if you're feeling these things amongst you, it, it's literally your duty to explore them as long as they're being used for good and it's nothing evil. Um, and I just don't think that that's fair to say that, um, that they're, they're bad or evil or that it's witchcraft or anything like that. I think that, you know, God has given the ability to whatever human to put this type of knowledge together out here on the planet for us to use. Um, and whatever understanding we want in order to get to the next level that God wants us. So whether that be someone has come up with the, the chakra uh, balancing model or is given you visions or whatever, it's all for good. Like there, there, there's nothing bad that's going to come out of it. It's not yeah, like worshiping like, the devil. It's not like we're, we're going to do anything evil. Um, 
you know, I just think that, I think that's not fair to say, especially when they don't know 100%. Um, yeah, and it's like, you know, that I think the first thing I, the first thing I told myself is like, I have to, I have, I have to like you know tell people I have to tell people about this. So like that's the first thing I told I told my yes. Mm-hmm. It's like I because I just felt like whether if it was like whether if it was like you know um the uh, people in my house whether if it was like you know through social media it's like I have to tell people about this. It's like because it's like I feel I felt like I had to I had to do that. I felt like it was just like my duty to like do that for. I was doing it from the good from the goodness of my heart too. It's like I wasn't doing it out of selfishness either. Absolutely, and and this is where, but you're going to get a lot of resistance with that, and, and unfortunately, it's because the people who you are who you feel deeply convicted to to tell because you, out of the goodness of your heart, you feel like you're giving them a gift of information that they should be able to use and care about. They'll think I'm crazy. Well, they can pass the judgment. I don't want to say crazy, but like they're going to pass judgment, and it's based on their own non-understanding of the topic or they haven't had their experience maybe they're not a christian maybe they don't uh, fully understand either world and so you you almost just have to my philosophy is you just back up and pray for them because it's all you can do like you can't get on a level with them you're going to just have to stay on your level and do what you feel is right based on good intentions and you just keep doing it and i think that that's where a lot of us goes wrong is that when we do feel that conviction we do go out and try to help with the best intentions we stop at the very moment that someone um passes a negative judgment or uh you know whatever it is and people stop because they're like well i'm not going to do this if it's going to get me a negative reaction and and unfortunately people don't understand that you should for one, protect your emotions and, and not be upset at that, you know, protect your emotions, protect your energy and, and just do what you feel is right. And you keep doing it. You don't stop because if you're going to stop that easy, then it really wasn't meaningful to you anyway. And I'm, I'm the number one person who, who will quit at the moment that somebody throws shade at me or a hater comes at me as bold and outspoken as I am and confident. I, when somebody comes at me negative, I just curl up in a ball and like, I can't do this anymore. Um, but I just keep going. You know, I, I process those emotions and I process it and I just keep going. Um, and mainly because I just feel that that's, if I don't do it, then I feel like I'm going against, you know, my purpose. So, you know, it's, it's trial and error for me. Um, and when I'm convicted to say something, I do it and, you know, just whatever happens, happens. So that's a great way of looking at it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, whatever happens, happens. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I 100% agree with that. And it's like, I, I don't know. It's like, I, it's like the, the thing that makes me mad is that I, those, I rarely have those two. That's the thing that makes me mad is because I know that there's more, there's more. It's just, I, I wish that I could have them more often or at least control when I have them. When I, have I them. see, yeah. Okay. Well, and let me just, <laughs> I love this conversation. I, I know it's kind of like off our topic, but it isn't. So if you, if you replay what you just said, it makes me mad that, you know, it will just look at that particular part of that sentence. You automatically are blocking any ability to see anything else past your mad emotion. Mm. You're blocking it. The moment that you say that from mad, it makes me mad. Well, you're blocking everything. Everything from that point forward is going to be in a low energy it's going to be in a, a negative connotation and in a control state when we have no control anyway, we don't give life. We don't, we don't say when we die. Um, so we just have to literally take all of the emotion out of it because mm. we, and it, and it takes practice. Like I was the number one person who like, I have no ability to control my emotions because I wasn't taught that. So my first taste of regulating my emotions was the Marine Corps. Now think about that. <laughs> I, w- I went from not being classically conditioned properly as a child to the Marine Corps where you're not supposed to uh, move for many hours. You have to have discipline to not have any emotion when you do have emotion. So I was taught to the extreme, you know. Um, so when I separated out of the Marine Corps, I was unable to feel anything. Um, I was very disconnected from everything. Uh, I didn't cry. I didn't, I wasn't happy. I had nothing. I was literally a robot and I'm still kind of that way to this day. And in many hours of therapy weekly because of it, um, because all of those emotions haven't been able to process in my body. So now 
they're coming out in different ways. Um, there's, it's so unregulated. So when we do that right off the bat, when we intentionally put emotions towards something that has good intention, it, it's counter, it's counterproductive and it's mm. not going to come out correct. So, you know, that actually makes a lot of sense. Yep. All right. Yeah. And it's like, it's a, it's ironic. So I'm not going to lie. Sometimes, sometimes I feel like, I sometimes I feel like a robot too. And it's like, I, I'm not going to lie. There are times where it's like my face is completely straight when I feel like I should be like flabbergasted by something. You know, and yep. And, and see, that's such a, it's something that really needs to be intentional with you to really recognize. Uh, because I think we do it, our subconscious does it, obviously is coping and protecting us. Um, but then when we don't show the emotion that we think we're supposed to have, we automatically have a reactive emotion that is basically almost like a guilt. It's like, well, I should be feeling love and joy right now, but I'm not, you know, it's immediately another negative emotion attached to it. So, but think about it. So we're not, we're not having the emotion that we expect to have. And we have the emotion that we don't intend to have, which is guilt and grief because we don't have that one. It's counterproductive. So you literally have to intentionally be like, okay, I'm not experiencing, you know, the happiness and joy or whatever I'm supposed to. I want and start thinking analytically of why not, you know, and that's where you literally have to dig so deep into your life and it's going to be ugly and nasty. And it's going to be like, sometimes you're not even going to have the answer. You know, uh, for me, it was like, why? And this is, it's kind of terrible to say, but it's my, it's my, uh, it's my, it's a real thing for me. So I have four kids and from the jump, I had twin boys. So, you know, getting out of the Marine Corps, uh, married to a Marine. And then I had these beautiful baby twins that I'm supposed to be deeply in love with. I'm supposed to experience the mom thing, you know, all that stuff that comes. And I had nothing. Um, I literally had so much grief and guilt that I had nothing that it took me down a, a bad path. Um, you know, cause I knew I was supposed to experience love. I knew that the thought of losing my kids in any magnitude, um, whether it be, you know, an accident or whatever, I knew that that I was supposed to be upset for that. I knew I was supposed to be connected with that thought of losing them. And I literally could not connect with that. You know, I, it was almost like I knew that if I was to wake up and my, my kids were gone the next day, that I would just live life as normal. Now that's something hard for a mom to swallow, right? I mean, it's hard for anybody to hear. So when I realized that about myself, I knew that I had a lot of work to do. So, but I'm just so grateful for that type of um, realization. You know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. And so if you have enough courage and are humble enough to want to and able to take that information that you've learned about yourself and, and are willing to recognize that, you know, the grief and the, all that that's coming here, you can use that for good and, and understand it and try to change it. And it's almost like fake it till you make it. If, if you, if you say that you love your kids or if you say that you love something long enough, you will love it. It's biologically and chemically and anatomically proven scientifically that if you say you love something, it, it will happen. And so that's what I did is I, I, I woke up every single day to my kids, told them how much I, I was grateful for them and I loved them and, uh, and, and rewired those um, broken uh, pathways. And that's what Dr. Joe Dispenza will, will help and understanding and, and doing those types of uh, that work on yourself and uh, figuring out where, where the broken piece is. And it may not be broken. There may not be any trauma related. It, it could just be just a, 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 a pathway that just isn't in your conscious mind and, and it's just bringing it to the forefront. So I don't, I don't know. I've always, I think I've always been like that. Even ever since I was a little kid, I mean, mm-hmm. when, it, when it came to photos, I would, I would smile, whatever, but that's about it. You know, I think I've, you know, always, I've always felt that way. And, you know, and that's good that you realize that because honestly, it could just be a biological thing that that's the way you're made. And it's just not something that is a um, something that's on the forefront for you. I mean, we're all different, you know, um, it's just for me, I know where my disconnections come from. And maybe yours isn't a disconnection at all. And maybe nothing even happened to make you be like that. 
it literally could just be so simple that you just don't like taking pictures and whatever, you know? So it's one of those things where you have to just, again, dive deep in yourself, look at why it could be this way. And if there's not an answer, moving on from it and just finding an answer that you can work with for the future, you know? And, uh, and sometimes it just takes some simple acceptance to be like, okay, I don't know why this is the way it is, but it is. So whatever. <laughs> it, it's okay. <laughs> if it's not hurting anybody, if it's not hurting you, if it's not creating any type of um, behaviors or feelings that's, you know, negative in any way or hindering, we just, again, got to let it go. Maybe we're overanalyzing it, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's so many facets to this. It's just like, um, when you're trying to find understanding, you just have to break it down into each thing. And it's always situational too. It's not like we can just sit down and be like, oh, I think I'm going to analyze my brain today. You know, let's <laughs> create a big web chart and, and get the answer. It's not like that. It's, it's literally just stopping in those moments and taking five minutes to journal or write down the problem or the situation that's coming to you at that moment. And, and looking at it later, looking at it in the present time and, and uh, not letting it control you because I will let it control me until I get an answer. But, um, you know, when the time is right and you have a moment, uh, analyze it from different brainwave states of the day and different times of the day. And you'll find that you'll have different answers. And you just have to take that and, and go from there. Mm. You know, that's some, that's some pretty solid advice. You know? <laughs> well, and, and because you dream and because you're, you're very well, you feel that I'm not saying you are or aren't, or the accuracy is there or not, but because you have the ability to recognize your visions or dreams or thoughts and your subconscious mind, whether it be what, however magnitude that may be, you have that little ability and you can grow on that. And whether, not whether, but because you have that small, that small little inkling that you there but you don't know why or how to use it if you start thinking that way and growing that ability it will come into fruition and you will be able to trust it okay one of the things that i did that was almost life-changing for me was i started learning about i started learning about astrology i started learning about all of those things that christians aren't supposed to do right but for me I want to know everything about everything. So I, if I'm going to learn about Christianity, I'm going to learn about everything else. I'm going to learn about atheism. I'm going to learn about whatever. Um, but the one thing that really changed and revolutionized my mind and my way of being was the human design chart. Now, some people say it's a load of crap. Some people live by it. For me, it changed my life. It made total sense. Um, it was spot on with how I am. And it told me, it gave me information on how to make my decisions, uh, what parts of my body was defined and undefined. Um, it really gave me a roadmap to, again, understanding or to at least uh, researching um, different ways on how I am designed. And I know it sounds kind of crazy because all it does is take your name and your birth date and your birth time. And your birthplace, and it shoots out this big, huge report on what centers are just, you know, defined and what's not, and how you should make your decisions, and how you're affected by the world, and and what you do to use this to your advantage, and what to be aware of when you're put in certain situations, and you react a certain way when you'd rather respond. So, um, I encourage you if you, you know, that's another tool that you can do is uh, is look at your human design chart. It could be a load of crap. It could not be. And it's almost like the placebo effect. If it works for you and it helps you down a path that makes things better or helps you think a certain way that gives you comfort or peace or or even answers, there's nothing wrong with it. Like, I I don't know how, um, why people would say it's, you know, good or bad, because I think that anything that's being used for someone that can help them go down you know, a right path of good, then why not use it? What if, you know, if it is right or wrong, who cares? <laughs> you know, it, it helped. So, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. And mm-hmm. uh, I'll look into the, I'll, I'll look into the human chart. Yeah. Um, human design. Yeah. I'm, pro- I'm probably not gonna, 
look into astrology though, but <laughs> I look at the demon chart. Well, and I was just saying that, you know, cause that's just the path I went down. Like it was just one of those things where I didn't know what astrology was, but it was out there. So I wanted to know, so I could kind of check it off the box. If it didn't resonate with me, well, I wasn't going to get. So yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I hear about astrology. Yeah. I, I don't know. In this current generation, I hear about astrology a lot and it's, you know, it's like, well, they they completely the the things now in this particular generation has has curtailed everything to the point that it's either one it's definitely mismanaged, it's misrepresented, and people have put their own twist on it to control their own narratives and, and to give their own narratives. So it's completely unreliable. Um, but as far as the human design, you know, it's something that's scientific it came was coming down that organic path years ago. There's really it's all the same, no matter who does it, you know, and it's from scientists. So I just used it as a basis and it's helped me, you know, whether it's true or not, Hey, I'll take it, you know? Mm, so. That's it. Yeah. That's a fair point. And yep. <laughs> yeah, we completely pivot from the topic. We were gonna talk about. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, but with that being said, like, you know, that was it for today's podcast. Like, you know, um, I really appreciate, for, I really appreciate you for coming on and talking to me. This was a great yeah. conversation. Yeah. And I hope maybe we can do a part two. Yeah, <laughs> and a part three. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you know, I we have we have a lot to say. Like you know, maybe we can do a part four. You know, and I think that just having simple conversations like this—that's real and transparent, where you can bring in each individual's lives on different scales. I think that helps. I, I think there's so much power in storytelling, and I don't do it enough. So I definitely appreciate this opportunity to talk to you. So mm. yeah, like, and I appreciate you for joining me. Like, yeah. <laughs> Took a couple of tries, but <laughs> <laughs> I think we're, I think we had four. So, <laughs> no, I think we, yeah, I, yeah, I think we did actually. It was four. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Third, I, I, thought, I thought third time's going to be a charm, and then it, I lost you. And I thought, I even said at one point, I said, Eric, are you like punking me to see what I'm going to say while it's still recording? Because <laughs> I think I dropped a couple curse words, and I'm like, no way. <laughs> I'm like, oh, lost my tact on that one. Yeah, no, I, that, yeah, I, I never punk anybody. Like oh, I know. <laughs> but thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. Anytime, anytime. Like, like you know, I hope you have a great rest of your day. And like, uh, yeah, uh, I'll let you know when this drops. Absolutely. Bye, Eric. Bye.